What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Back here broadcasting from Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, it's Clarendon. Back again for a very special episode 150. 150. Wow. Glad to have you along and to get us through this episode. My two co-hosts are here with me to my right. Of course, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Um, I went to a new coffee shop this morning. Hmm. Let me see. Was it in your neighborhood? Nope. Okay. Is it a big, is it a chain coffee shop or is it a mom and pop um, it's independent. operation? Independent. It's, it's independent. All right. Then I won't know what it was. You okay. should. It's on this side of the river. Okay. Then uh, go ahead with your story. Um, so I went to Killer. Killer. Okay. In Old Town. So I was the Old Town store this morning. Oh, cool. And they uh, asked for my name, even though I was like the only person there, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny, but they spelled my name correctly. So... I wow, was really impressed. big news. Yeah, yep. I will go back. You and intern Joanna have the same spelling, but is there a lot of other Joanna spellings? People always just write Joanne, <laughs> or they write like Joan, right. or they put like weird H's in it. All right, well, let's bring in our other co-host to my left, of course. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Joanna has a really low bar <laughs> when it comes to uh, being impressed with service. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they also have a lot of teas. They have a lot of loose leaf teas in jars. That's really the way to get me to come back. Okay. Because I could just go to... That's not what you led with. Oh, So neither one of us believes that that's actually the reason. I do like the name. Killer? Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. I I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) You haven't even been there yet. No, the name. I can judge the name. We can workshop the name. I just don't think that that's a very good name for a coffee shop. Why did you choose that shop? Because it's by the Old Town store. Mm, Okay. See, I would always go to the... uh, the big box store. I know you're the worst. I know. I won't mention their name. All this free advertising. This I know. Well, little. because they don't use loose leaf tea, so I don't like paying for tea that comes in a bag. I could just go to the grocery store and get that myself. Okay. I didn't realize. I, I don't know. I get some froofy drinks. So you do. Uh, and can I can I change the subject? Yes, or do please we go keep ahead. Talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to circle back to the early days when we talked about anniversaries. Mm-hmm. This is our 150th show. I know. And it's great. apparently, because, you know, we would always talk about, okay, on, on the 10th show, we get this, and the 50th show, gold, and all this right, kind of stuff. Right. Uh, 150 must be uh, sparkling lime water. Because <laughs> From- Farley comes into the studio and hands out sparkling lime water yeah. to that side of the table. Well, I have well, one for you. He drank yours. Uh, no, I have one for you, too. I don't think it's lime, I think it's another flavor. But yeah, that's the. Doesn't everybody know that's the 150th? 150. If, uh, kids, if you make it to be 150. <laughs> yeah, see, not many people Actually, know it because the, nobody gets to nobody 150. Nobody gets to 150, yeah, so right. this is only our right. opportunity to tell you guys. But I will say that, that if if you're celebrating your 150th anniversary, I don't think sparkling water is very good. Like, old people don't like yeah. uh, soda and soda water. Yeah, that's... Like, old, 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 old people. Like, yeah, 150-year-olds. Right. So whoever makes these anniversaries, start workshopping that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if 150th for the sparkling water is... I think it's a bad yeah, move it's then. A bad, yeah, so yeah. go back to the drawing board on that. Uh, all right, well, big show to get to. We actually have a lot of running talk to get to today, guys. Uh, excited. Weird. To do today to be joined uh, on the phone by a woman who's running the Boston Marathon. She's going to attempt to qualify for the Olympic trials at Boston. Boston's a tough course, but uh, she yeah. is fit enough to do it. It's Kira Diamato who's going to be joining us. I think it's Diamato. Is that how you pronounce her name? It used, it's, her, her name was Kira Karlstrom. Uh, 
when she uh, was before she was married. Did you just mispronounce both of her last names? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> her maiden name yeah. and her current last name. I might name. have. Amazing. I might have. But that's that's. Remember, when I told you last week stop announcing, stop pronouncing last names. That's that's true. So Kira will be joining us on today's <laughs> program. She's a, you know, has very local ties from Oakton. Uh, we Cougars. Have, yep, we have. Um, We've had another Oakton yes, we did. Uh, runner on this show in the past. Yeah. A storied program, though, over there. Uh, and I, I believe it's the Vienna area uh-huh. in Northern Virginia. Was it, was Jacob Fry the other Oakton Yeah, you Cougar? got it. You got yeah. it. I was going to ask Joanna if she knew. Oh, but I, this is not a Well, technically, Samia has also been on the show. She has. All right. So there's. T- t- she'll be our third. Uh, well, has Claire Wood been on the program? She hasn't. Okay. All right. Well, our third... Uh, Oakton Cougar to join us today, but we're going to talk to her a lot about other things than Northern Virginia running. Docs and I could and probably mascots. go down. <laughs> we, we could probably go down that road for a while, but uh, mm-hmm. since Joanna's here, we, we don't need to talk about Northern Virginia high school running for the entire time. Uh, she's running her first Boston Marathon, trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. Mother of two. Uh, she's got a couple jobs, very busy, uh, excited uh, to see what she can do out there on Monday. Because when this program drops, it will be Marathon Monday. She could listen to it while she's running. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so uh, very excited to talk to her. And then we'll also talk about the Boston Marathon. Joanne and I will be there. Uh, Docs will be editing the program while we're enjoying our weekend in Boston. No, for the Boston, oh, for the for the weekend. But yeah. for the Boston Marathon, the show will all ha- already have dropped. That's true. So, I That's mean, you, true. you just said that. Right. I did just say that. But we will be at the Boston Marathon. So Joanne and I will, will compare notes about what we'll be doing up there in Boston. Are you suggesting that I'll be busy on Monday uh, editing the director's cut? <laughs> There was a lot of good behind-the-scenes stuff. Maybe it's the hundred and fiftieth episode, yeah. and maybe we should should have like some sort of special special release for this. I, I've got a, uh, a, a I've got a story of a guy who's doing a wacky bit at Boston. The way he's running the race, I'm going to share that with you guys later on in the program. Is he stopping in every town to have a beer <laughs> no, along the way? Not. No, he's not. That would be cool. That would be very cool. If he does that, th- is it okay if he stops his watch, Joanna? Uh, and then go uh, by that we time? also have a "Where Are They Now?" segment. Very excited to. To share with you a where are they now segment, and this is I'll tell you what this where are they now segment. Let me let me tease it. This is the best story in running right now. Where are they now? The best story in running, bar none. This is the best story in running. Hmm. Uh, excited to share that with you, in the where are they now segment. Uh, Docs has got a Strava update, uh, so we'll we'll uh, dive into his uh, Strava or his questions about Strava. You have then, no idea. I just said I want to talk about Strava. Yep. Don't try to paint me into a corner. Uh, and then finally, the Cherry Blossom Road Race was this weekend, and I ran the race, enjoyed it, and I want to talk a little bit about the Cherry Blossom Road Race. So a lot of running talk uh, today. Uh, let's get our weather and sports can, out of the way here. Can uh, Can we apologize to our listeners for all the running talk? I know. I know. Sorry there, about that. Weather and sports, anything uh, weather sports-wise? Are you going to a baseball game in uh, Boston, Joanna? No. Why would I waste my time doing that? Yeah, that's true. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go to the the game on Sunday. The Sox always have a home series uh, in in Boston for the Boston Marathon weekend. Uh, so they're really well. Here, here's something for you: okay. a Boston-owned soccer team, okay. Liverpool, who's owned by the Fenway Group, mm-hmm. is now in the semifinals Ooh. of the Champions League. Shows what Joanna knows: two Boston-owned teams are in the semifinals. I know, but I only care about Liverpool. Well, yeah. Roma is also in the semifinals. Not the team I follow. But they are Boston-owned. 
Well, I don't know much about soccer, so we'll, we'll move on from that's that, that, that subject. Um, I do have a sports question for Kira uh, about a former AU basketball player who made headlines. So we will talk some sports mm-hmm. um, with her as well. Uh, weather-wise... Can, um, can I just say yeah. that you're, you're the worst uh, kind of runner that mm-hmm. thinks that running's not a sport. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you have to differentiate true. between running and sports. That's, that's true. That's true. All right. You, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. our regular baseball, football, basketball talk. That's mm-hmm. what I meant. Well running, can, well, running can be a sport and it can be an activity. So mm-hmm. I think it can fall into both categories. I also uh, like the, the t-shirts that says, my sport is your sport's punishment. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. Good. Um, weather-wise, um, it was good weather this weekend for the Cherry Blossom Road Race. It uh, was, did, yeah. Did you guys happen to get down there to uh, uh, watch the race? I know Joanna's uh, injured, so you weren't able to persis- participate in the race. You didn't hear me cheering for you? Did you? Did you? Were you there? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But she, she didn't cheer for you. She was on the course going, docks, docks, docks. <laughs> right, right, right. I, whoever that is, that was still one of the funnier <laughs> things I've ever he been. He rode us. Well, yeah, that's true. That's still one of the funnier things I've been, mm-hmm. uh, been, been heck. I don't know if he was heckling me, but it was very funny on the Philadelphia marathon course. Mm-hmm. Um, so beautiful day for running. Uh, it seemed to be a lot of pretty good times out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was probably, you know, in the low forties, maybe high thirties temperature wise, not a lot of wind and me running the race. I'll tell you this. I've never really noticed, maybe it's now that I'm older, I start to notice things like this, but the cherry blossoms along that course, it's unbelievable. I mean, maybe they aren't in bloom like that every year, but maybe, now, I, maybe I mean, it's, it's like... because you're slowing down. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm looking around. He's stopping to smell the roses. <laughs> yeah. Well, cherry I just could not believe how many cherry blossoms were in bloom, and maybe they're not in bloom like that every single year. Um, I'd say most years. Is it really are. like that? Yeah, I think during this was the a, race. He's asking during during the race. The race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's definitely been some years where there's pretty terrific windstorms okay. beforehand that will blow the blossoms off. But I've watched the cherry blossom since 2008. Okay, I never run it. I've always been a spectator, um, and I feel like every year it there's blossoms. They're not. I think this year was a good year for blossoms because mm-hmm. it wasn't really windy before the race. I'd I'd love to know what Farley's take was on what the race was all about. Well, if I it knew, had nothing to do I with knew. these these blooming cherry blossoms. I knew that that everybody goes down and mm-hmm. um and um you know goes checks to the, checks them out at the title yeah. basin. I want to share and a qu- traffic shuts down. Yeah, I want to share a quick story uh, about that. But then. Uh, you know, I, 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 about the tidal basin, but during the race, I was blown away how the course was just, it was like a tunnel of cherry blossoms the entire way. I mean, this, this may sound stupid and I, I just didn't even realize that was, I knew that was the reason why they called the, the, the race, the cherry blossom 10 miler, uh-huh. because this time of year, the cherry blossoms are in bloom and all that uh-huh. stuff. But I was very impressed. I, I mean, I was also, I was blown away with, wow, this is an unbelievable I was thinking from a race standpoint, unbelievable permit that you just can't get uh, anything. You know, you'll never be able to get anything as good as this because the cherry blossoms are in beautiful bloom. Okay. Uh, so uh, that was that was stunning to me. Um, probably sh- something that I should have have recognized before that, but it was kind of a light bulb moment for me as I ran the race. Uh-huh. I'm and, sure there's runners. But this who is the can first relate. time you've ever run the race. No, <laughs> I've run it many times before. About how many times? Uh, Roughly how many times? Have a you half run the race? dozen times before. 
Uh, but for, for whatever reason, this time it was uh, mm. it was really striking. How maybe um, having that kid changed Farley in more <laughs> ways than one. Could, it could be the kid, but I think it might also be that, that he's just not running fast enough. He didn't have the focus. He didn't have the eye of the tiger. Yeah, Pro- he's just probably. out there kind of mailing it in, and <laughs> yeah. and and then you kind of notice things. Well, I also was a bit, and and again, full disclosure is if I'm nothing, I'm honest on this program. I was a little oblivious how many people actually go down to the cherry blossoms and the tidal basin and all mm-hmm. that stuff on the weekend that it's in full bloom. Yeah. To, like tourist, 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 yeah. Yeah. tourist activity. So Saturday I had to pick up my packet. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, one thing about my house, my dog's a nightmare unless I take her for a run. That's well documented. So she needed to go for a run. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do the run to the uh, downtown and the museum where they pick up the packets and back. That would have been about a what 10. What museum were they, was it in? Building what? Museum. The Building Museum. So There's a building museum? Yeah, it's over by like Verizon Center. They call it Capital One Arena now. It's really pretty. Yeah, so what a pretty they, cool place. What do to, they have, like little buildings inside? In some of the exhibits, yes. <laughs> so I, um, you know you can take your dog in an Uber? So well, I called I an Uber. I thought you had to like clear with the driver first. I did. I cleared it with the driver. Brought a, a blanket that I, I tossed, an old blanket that I tossed when I got there. Uh, Ubered over to uh, the building museum, picked up my packet, and ran back home uh, through the t- through the tidal basin. Joanna, what do you think that did to his Uber rating, though? <laughs> Wait, you could bring uh, London into the building museum? Left her outside. Oh. So hustled wow. in and out to get my packet, to get my race number so I could run back home with london so my, does julie know you just left the dog unattended now she does but the 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 point is running with your dog on the tidal basin on the saturday the beautiful saturday of the full bloom cherry blossoms yeah. not a good idea no um i know I, we're gonna we're gonna, i would go as far as to say being there not just running with your dog but just being there with all of those right. people not a good idea yeah, especially with a skittish dog who's leaping and lunging and lurking and everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, lick your face. Yeah. It was a tough uh, run home. So uh, I know this isn't news to everybody. I'm not breaking news here on this podcast mm-hmm. that the course for Cherry Blossom's beautiful and the Tidal Basin's really busy on Saturday. But these were two eye-opening things for me. Mm-hmm. As a lifelong Arlingtonian. It, it is amazing that, that you don't venture with yeah. further than five miles away from your home. Yeah. In, in, in all of the it, years it you've been on this it earth. Is, it is true. Yeah. Uh, that, that you are still learning yeah. basic things about this <laughs> basic. area. Like basic things. Tourists from around the world. Yes, uh, my dog was 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 dodging and dipping through on Saturday. So London was biting people from all <laughs> over the world. Bite. She doesn't she bite. She doesn't bite. She stamped her bite passport <laughs> like crazy. Just 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 a piece of advice. Uh, you can Uber to the uh, to the to, to the uh, uh, museum with your dog, but I only would re- to the museum. I would recommend um, you know doing it at an off time, not like four o'clock on a on a Saturday. I also have a her. big fear about leaving Luigi outside of a place and then having somebody steal him. And then this is like a, a I would steal him. This mm-hmm. is the thing that people do in DC though, is they steal dogs and then try to get the ransom money for really, ransom. yeah. Well, I'm or glad the you... um the real reward. Sorry, not ransom. Reward money for <laughs> returning the dog. Both of those are good ideas. 
Don't don't uh, dismiss the <laughs> ransom. Wow. So I give me back my dog. I just <laughs> you get know what nervous. movie that's from. <laughs> I have a particular skill set. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. I'm glad I didn't realize that was actually a thing. I think that London would be a handful to try to take. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Jokes on them when they steal her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll, uh, they're like, hey, we found your dog. I'd like that that reward money. He's like, well, we will send her crate over. Uh, <laughs> this is her feeding schedule. You got to run 10 miles a day with her. <laughs> right. Yep. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, have her. Uh, no, I would never uh, I would never do that to my dog. But it's good to know that um, that's a thing. So I will be more careful about that. I put her in a spot that was, you know, in an in area that, you know, it was... If you had taken her, it would have been in front of, you know, dozens of people. So, but you're so silly, dude. Like, how would they have known exactly. that it wasn't your? How do well, they know you weren't the, stealing her? Well, she <laughs> likes me, and she would have had a problem with another. Eh, that's a good point. I don't have. I, I, I'm not making a lot of sense today on the show, but um, all right. Well, then let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just that was just a couple things on Cherry Blossom. Uh, there was a, a few elite athletes out there, um, mm-hmm. including uh, former guest uh, Matthew Sensiewicz ran about 50 minutes. Uh, former guest Chris Kwiatkowski ran. So Matthew Sensiewicz didn't finish. Uh, he ran about fifty thirty or something like that. Uh-huh. And even. then he stopped? No, why? <laughs> the way you're saying it makes it sound like he didn't finish the race. No, like no, he, no, he no. He finished the race. No. Fifty thirty or so. Yeah. Uh Chris Kwiatkowski ran with him for a bit, but then he ran oh. he's probably out of shape. He ran uh fifty three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a former guest uh AU coach Sean Graham out there. Uh, On so the course or cheering? He was running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, uh, again, these guys probably out of shape and just breeze through 60 minutes or whatever they're running. Uh, and then. Do you think they noticed the cherry blossoms? I bet I bet these guys were, were jogging so easily that they probably <laughs> took it all in. Uh-huh. Uh, also, Joan Benoit Samuelson was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a big RRCA, uh, Roadrunners Club of America conference here. So I think Joan Benoit and maybe even um, uh, Dina Castor in town. Dina was here. Was mm-hmm. here. All right. Well. And good. Meb. And Meb and, ran And then as well. Meb, mm-hmm. Meb ran his 60-minute cherry blossom race that he seems to do most every year. So former guest Meb. Kofleski uh, out there as well. So uh, a star-studded cast, um, and thank you for for cheering all of us on, Joanna. I'm glad it helped you. It it really did. Um, All right, well, next up, we're going to start talking about the Boston Marathon. It's Monday. Uh, Marathon Monday is a huge day uh, in the sport of running, and we've got got one of the top female competitors who's going to be joining us, Kira... Ran at American University, uh, was a real competitive runner. I think ran, I think she ran somewhat professionally after uh, American uh, for a couple years, then gave up running, uh, at least from a competitive standpoint, for a while, and now is back. She ran 247 at the Richmond Marathon in uh, November, and she's looking to qualify for the Olympic trials, which is a sub-245 marathon. Uh, She's going to be going after that. Monday there at the Boston Marathon and she will join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program and now Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be joined on the phone by 
local. I'm going to call her local, even though she lives in Richmond. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let her still claim her Northern Virginia roots. Uh, it's Kira Diamato. Is it Diamato? Is Diamato right? It, yeah, Diamato. You could say. Diamato, tomato, 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 like tomato, tomato, whatever you see, want to call it. I see. I think, I think I think Diamato. I think I said it right. Then when I before I, I hear a very noticeable difference between what you're saying and what she's saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know the, the 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 bad thing is, Kira, is that I I think I even butchered your maiden name, um, which is Carlstrom. Carlstrom is that? Yeah, right? that's that's right. I think yeah. I, I'm, we're gonna have to go back I don't to have the. A joke that goes along with the pronunciation of that name, but yeah, Carlstrom. Yeah, so I, th- I think we'll have to go. We'll go back to the tape, but I think these guys gave me a hard time, but I think I was right. Um, so anyway, so thank you for joining us. Um, really excited to have you on. Excited about uh, your first Boston Marathon on Monday. Um, Really, you've got prospects to run super fast, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, that uh, and all that exciting stuff. But first, um, you are from Northern Virginia. You are one of the famous Oakton Cougar runners, and and you're not the first Oakton Cougar runner we've had on the podcast. Uh, We mentioned before um, we had uh, the mayor of Minneapolis on this program before. Uh so, yep. So, yep. Um, so you know, he was very good. So, um, and his name, of course, is Jacob Fry. Jacob Fry. So, uh, no pressure. Uh, do Oaked and proud. Um, so, yeah, I can't. I can't compete with him and his joke telling and storytelling. Right, so, right. if you just want to end the podcast now, I totally. Yeah, yeah. I succeed. Well, thanks, That's yeah. totally funny. No, I, I. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I think you're going to do great. You you uh, you ran at Oakton and uh, you you had a an awesome career at Oakton. Um, tell us a little, little bit about your your high school running and some of the highlights when you were in high school. So I was very fortunate to be a freshman when Mia Akbar was a senior at Oakton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came in and she was like my little model. I mean, she's just the most beautiful person inside and out. So I just kind of showed up to the team. I saw her running around. I'm like, yes, okay, whatever she's doing, I want to be doing that because it was working. Um, so, yeah, so I was really lucky to have her as like a mentor. But I think um, – one of the proudest, I guess, moments of my high school career would probably be my sophomore year in the 4 by 8 um, My team qualified, and we weren't really expected to do anything, but we somehow pulled off a big win. So that was my first state title, and it, as a team, the 4 by 8 um, still, you know, the girls on the team are still close friends of mine to this day. So that, that was really cool. But, I, you know, I won uh, two state Virginia titles in cross country and a handful of uh, track titles. So... Yeah, I had a really fun, fun experience at Oakton. Yeah, and like you said, there's definitely uh, Oakton somehow had you know a tradition of just some crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy runners. So it was kind of you just follow follow what everyone else is doing, and you make it out okay. Did you guys have a a respectable high school cross country course at Oakton? No, we didn't. We had just down the street was Nottaway Park. So there was, you know, our dual meet would be held there, and we did some workouts and everything there. But yeah, we didn't really have, so, uh, we didn't really have a whole course. So I guess here, I kind of. Docs went to West Springfield, so I think mm-hmm. that that question probably was. I, I, I don't. I think there was some. That's sort a of loaded other, question. Other motivation behind that question. Docs, I, further I re- explain. I remember running at Oakton High School, and the cross country course was like running around the softball fields. <laughs> And oh, running through the student parking terrible. lot and running like down the math hallway and stuff like that. It was crazy. 
That that sounds like both a terrible and an awesome force. <laughs> well, <laughs> I promised Joe. I promised Joanna that we wouldn't. We've got you know three of the four of us here are, are Northern Virginia high school runners. I promised Joanna we wouldn't spend a ton of time talking Northern Virginia high school running. So we'll we'll transition to. Uh, you probably could have gone to a lot of different schools uh, across the country, great running schools, but you decided to stay close to home and run at AU with Coach Sensowitz. What was that decision like, and why did you decide uh, to run at AU? You know, once I got a little glimpse of Coach Senchwitz and all he had to offer, there was no way I could, I could turn him down. Um, I, for, I mean, I was drawn to being in school in the city, and once I met Centro, like, I just knew that him and I were going to work great together. I loved his coaching style. I loved, like, his accolades and the fact that he'd been there as a runner, Um and then I also love that he coached a, you know, and you were part of it, Chris, but he coached a lot of post-collegiate in the five o'clock group. So I yep. felt like even if, you know, towards like the end of my career at AU, there would still be people there that I could train with. Um, so the, the, kind of all of those factors led in, but I just felt like going to American, I could be the best runner I could be at AU. So Kira is a AU Hall of Famer. Uh, which I think is a, is a pretty awesome thing. Do you sign your name HOF after your name? <laughs> I, think I, I would. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Most, most of the time I do. Yeah, it's included in my email signature. <laughs> That's that, that as well it should be. Uh, so you had <laughs> a ton of success there. You were an All-American uh, a number of times at AU. And were you really a, I think I read this, you won three straight cross-country league titles, uh, Patriot League titles, and – uh, league championships in the 800,000, 1,500 mile, 3,000, 5,000, 4x8, you know, all kinds of stuff. But did you really major in mathematics and computer science, like a double major? Yes, I, uh, yeah. What well, are you I doing? Was <laughs> I was, yeah, I was definitely a proclaimed math elite. But, um, I, yeah, I'm a major with math with a specialization in computer science and a minor wow. in computer science. Man. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. That yeah. sounds very hard for uh, as much as you were running too. So, wow, props. I was a yeah, psych- I was a psychology like, major. Oh. A lot easier. Uh, well, see, that's that's good too. And now you you can talk to people and know people. <laughs> yes, but yeah, all yeah. I can do now is like run the numbers. But it's funny because all like even in high school and college, like my guidance counselors would be like, "Listen, maybe you want to pick like more of a fluffier major. Right. Like this, you know, this math stuff is pretty tough. Like, why don't you just focus on the running? That's what you're really good at. <laughs> just focus on that. I'm like, but I really like math too, you know, and I feel like you have to be a math major to be able to tell math jokes. So, uh, <laughs> right. I really well, wanted you know, to learn that. Give us your best math joke. Is there any yes. good math jokes out there? Oh man. Okay. Um, math joke. Um, did you hear about the mathematician that was afraid of negative numbers? Mm, I'm trying to think of the Don't witty Don't stop that nothing to avoid them. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It takes. I like the jokes okay. that you have to think about for a second. And it's then a, they, real, yeah, it's yeah, a real thinker. That's a good one. That's a good one. My brothers and sisters, they always get mad at me. They're like, Kira, it's not a joke if you have to think about it. No, like, I like your all right well well we'll we'll put a bookmark on that we'll have to get at the end of the interview get your uh, other best uh, cheesy math jokes or any jokes at all um for uh all for, right. for our audience for sure um so you probably didn't at a you probably didn't have a lot of time to uh and this is relevant now and i just have to ask you probably didn't have a lot of time to 
um, go to uh, basketball games. But do you remember a guy who played basketball at AU named Andre Ingram? Yes. And yes. He, so he he played for he he played ten years and Joanna's uh, falling asleep now. So sorry. He played ten years in the minors in for the G League basketball, yes. uh, and then just, just made like a big debut. Yes. Were you guys about the same time? Um, I think he might. I think we were. I think he might have been like a, a little bit after. I don't know, Joanna. Do you remember? He's thirty-two years old. So. Uh, okay, so he was. Yeah, he was a year or two younger than me. Okay, then. gotcha. All yeah, right. I think he probably graduated in like 2007, 2008. Anyway, so you'll have to read. if you The audience, it's a really cool story. Uh, 10 years in the minors and played last night and had 19 points in his debut. So a very cool story about uh, an AU graduate who's been grinding away. And finally is, um, you know, making his, uh, making his bones in the NBA. So super, super cool. Um yeah, he had, he went four of those were three pointers. I think. Yeah, it was it yeah. was crazy. It was it was on fire. Very very cool story. In fuego. Um, all right, so you um, first ran you you ran your first marathon uh, in 2012. Uh, it wasn't quite what you ran last year at Richmond when you uh, ran 247. Uh, tell us about your first marathon. So yeah, my first marathon was in in 2013. It, okay. My husband and I watched Boston that year, and that was the year of the bombings. And right after that, we, like, looked at each other, and we're like, let's train and let's go do Boston 2014. Like, we just felt so much, like, motivation and inspiration and kind of felt um, just really driven to to participate in, in such, you know, an event, especially with what happened. So we... we trained our butts off at least i thought i was but i don't think i, I did enough but so we went out and we did the missoula montana marathon and so my goal was just to qualify for boston and i that race totally humbled me like i made it to 18 miles and i was just trying to run like 320 pace i shouldn't say just like right. I, I was trying to run 320 pace like and that for me was really i feel like an overextended goal at the time but I made it to like I don't know, somewhere around 18, and I'm like, well, this isn't for me. I'm just going to walk. <laughs> so you walked. So I, finished, I, so I walked. Like the 320 pace group passed me, and then the 330, and then the 340, and then the 350 group passed wow. me at like 100 meters left. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, I'm not get this guy, like, running with a balloon. Like, so I, like, <laughs> I stopped walking and sprinted through the finish line. So I ran 349.49, and I, like, cried. I was so proud that I finished the race. Like, it was, like, a marathon can be, you know, it's a heck of a distance, and a lot can happen in that 26.2 miles. And to go from having a goal and then realizing you're not going to get the goal, but then, like, picking yourself back up and saying, okay, I'm not going to meet my goal, but I'm still going to finish because that's the kind of person I am. Like, I was just so proud to be able to go through kind of the world's one of emotions. So I finished that race, and I'm like, you know, I'm so proud that I finished, but marathoning's not for me. Definitely not meant to be a marathon runner. I'll just cheer for my husband. So he, he qualified for Boston that year. So I, I went in 2014. Okay. Um, and, but still, and actually I was, I think, yeah, I was pregnant that year too. So right after failing at the marathon, I um, 
you know, we became pregnant, so I don't have any. You said, all right, I'm just going to have kids. So, I mean, that's the crazy thing because you were such a competitive runner. And, you know, running a 349 marathon is great, but that's nowhere in the realm of what you were doing, you know, in your competitive days. So you must have just kind of given up on running competitively and probably never thought that you'd see competitive running again, right? I totally, totally gave up on it. I, um, and it's even being pregnant with my second back in 2016. This, I mean, so this is like a year ago, a year and a half right. ago, maybe. I remember sitting with one of my best friends and she's like, you think you're ever going to run again? And I was like, you know, like, no, like I'm <laughs> totally fine not running. I'm never like, maybe eventually I'll like get it together to be able just to show up to one of the local 5Ks. But like, I'm totally fine and so happy with my life that like I I don't think it's like in the cards for me anymore like I just I know my life has changed and and it's just not not a priority of mine anymore so if I just show up and I can run to stay healthy and just to do a local race and just finish a 5k that's kind of where where I'm at um so, so you yeah have, my, you have I mean you have a three-year-old and a one-year-old now right so you you, yep. you you were just talking about when you were pregnant and they say, I'm good. I don't need to run anymore. Uh, you ha- so you have your yep. second kid. I mean, when does it, when do you flip the switch? And because to run what you did in Richmond, you obviously have to have a whole different mental outlook and uh, yep. training regimen there and all that stuff. So when did you flip the switch? So I think a couple things happened and believe it or not, I think that in a roundabout way, the which flipped when I realized my love for root beer floats, but we'll kind of, we'll come back to that. It started, love for what? Say that again? Like, root beer floats. Root okay. Beer floats. All right. Another bookmark. Okay. Definitely we'll go back to yeah. that. So, so we're in a roundabout way. All of this is, is centered around root beer floats. But um, after having my second and, you know, we, you know, my husband and I, we, we think we're done with two. We're yep. pretty sure all the, you know, gotten rid of and donated or hand me down, whatever, all the baby stuff. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of had like the epiphany. I'm like, Oh, like it's my body again. Like mm-hmm. I can do what I want with it. And so I decided to like get back in shape and I'm like, well, maybe I should start running. So I started like the first day was like three minutes and I did not make it the whole three minutes. And really to start, cause I just wanted to like lose weight. Like I totally let go. I gained like 70 pounds when I'm pregnant. Like they say on average, wow. maybe like five to like 45 pounds right like i like i'm setting records like I, i'm a record <laughs> race, so like <laughs> don't the thing is just and i'll beat it a lot of root beer floats there for those 70 pounds i'm sure yeah exactly so i um so then i started yeah i started running and like the weight was coming off and times were getting better and then I remember one day thinking, oh my goodness, I might be able to run like three miles today. I, maybe I'll make it even a whole 5K and maybe I can run under like 30 minutes. And like I went out and I couldn't break 30 minutes in the 5K. And this was like, this was maybe like a year ago, maybe so like a year and a half, I guess a year and a half. Ago. Right. Yeah. And, but you know, as you're losing that much weight, like it, like every time you run, so not only am I getting into shape like cardiovascularly and physically, but just I'm losing like pounds like every week. I mean, when you're 70 pounds heavier than kind of your, like, fighting weight, you right. have a lot of weight to lose. So I eventually got into, like, um, like a, a good, healthy weight, I felt like. Um, and I stopped nursing, so, like, the weight wasn't coming off, like, as easy. So I made it my goal. I said, well, if I want a root beer, and I got obsessed with ice cream and root beer floats mm-hmm. during, like, the 
nursing. So I said, well, if I run 10 miles, then I've like earned a root beer float for the day. That's like my <laughs> way to kind So then I was like, well, I guess I got to run 10 miles every day. Like, <laughs> so, um, and also another thing, my husband, so my husband was gone last year for four months with the military mm-hmm. and I was just bored, right. you know, like I would, so I just had a lot of like time. Like I put the kids to bed and I'd just hop on the treadmill and go for a run and earn my root beer float. So it just <laughs> kind of the, kind of the timing of it. And um, but once like and then I started getting you know I'd go into a race and I'd like win a five k and I'd be like wow this is this is really fun winning. And so then I'd work even harder because then I you know go into a bigger race and try to win that. Or so it just kind of I guess it kind of all built on each other. But. Um, yeah, and I, I still, like, it's just crazy to me that, like, you're talking to me and asking me these questions because, like, I'm just, like, a mom that likes to run. Like, running is just my fun thing right now that uh, that I'm doing. Like, I go out because I love it. It's my me time. It's, like, kind of, like, my sacred time for the day. Like, I put on some music or a podcast or something, go out, and I just, like, I love it. I just love running right now. So it's just, it's funny to me that, it's going so well because it's just so much fun. Well, you're, you're, you're just a mom who will be lining up at the Boston Marathon in the elite women's section at 9.30 on Monday, April 16th. She'll be lining up against, I don't know, Shalane Flanagan, Molly Huddle. Who else did we say? Des Linden. Des Linden. I mean, that is, it's, it's just incredible that you've made it to, to the elite se- uh, section of the uh, Boston Marathon. It- totally cracks me up and I can't even tell you like I'm in like a little mom Funko group and like a you know mom's like it's all very mom's club here in Richmond and you know they're like so are you gonna go out and try to win it and I'm like no no don't understand like let's let's lower expectations here there's no yeah. way I can win they're like oh come on with that attitude right. I'm like, no 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 seriously like I'm not gonna win so you lower your expectations and be happy if I can break like top 50 at this point because like one of us is gonna be disappointed if you think uh right. you think I'm gonna be able to win this well, uh, life is, seems to be uh, pretty busy for you now um, in Richmond. You, you mentioned you're in Richmond. Um, you work for you still work for Potomac River Running, and you're a realtor as well, along with those two kids in this full time running gig, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So talk about um, you know talk about your jobs or what's your daily schedule like? How do you manage all that stuff? So I think the biggest thing is I have a huge support system. So I have so much help just with everything and I couldn't do it without like a really, really supportive family. And not only just like my husband and my kids, but like my parents, my husband's parents and just everyone that, that helps. But I think the biggest thing is just prioritizing too. Like Mm -hmm. I have a very clear like priority of things in my life and when push comes to shove, like right now running is my lowest priority. So if it's if I'm so busy, that's kind of, you know, usually the first thing that gets pushed out of my day. But, um, but I'm also like, I'm just like a go-getter. Like I just get it done. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you have different goals in your life, you just find a way, you just find a way to make it happen, I guess. Um, how realistic do you think the uh, 245 mark is going to be for you? W- where do you think your training is right now? Because 245 qualifies for the for the Olympic trials for the marathon. 
I I feel like it's very very realistic. I um, I know I'm in shape to run a lot faster than 245 right now. I feel like some of the races and training workouts that I have really show that I'm in really good shape. Whether or not that everything will come together and I'll do it Monday, that's a big question mark. I you know I've, I've been very humbled from a marathon before, so I know a lot can happen right. between point A and point B. So, but I feel like I feel very confident that I'm you know, a sub 245 marathoner right now. Um, so, but yeah, so I feel like it's very realistic. I'm definitely going to go after it. Um, and I, you know, I hope I run a lot faster than that, but that's definitely the, um, it's just crazy, though, that, that, you know, almost a year ago this time, you ran Shamrock, um, which is in March of, of 2017, and you ran 314, and now you're talking about running, you know, 30 minutes faster than that. But like you said, your progression, um, you ran 247 at the Richmond Marathon in November, and then you won the Rock and Roll Half um, last month in 116.31. So, I mean, the metrics are kind of there for you to, to, to uh, depending on the day, to, to break that 245 mark. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. And just, like, hearing you say that just makes me laugh. Like, this is so funny that things are going, like, so well for me. Like, I just, like, I really can't believe it. Sometimes I, like, pinch myself, and I'm like, really? like, is this, like, I just said 245 is a realistic goal. Like, who's, like, how in the world is that coming out of my mouth right now, just knowing kind of my journey over, like, the last year? Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's funny. It it cracks me up. I wonder sometimes, well, well, a lot of your confidence has got to be from that Richmond marathon where you ran 247. Um, did you feel like you had more, like, tell us kind of about that race in November. Yeah. So was going well leading into that. I had done a half, like a couple, like a month or two before. And I didn't, I didn't do that while I ran like 122. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, and then I felt like I had something to prove after that half. So I'm like, well, let's sign up for a marathon and really see what I can do. And training, training was going really well until about two weeks before. And then I got sick. I had like bronchitis and a sinus infection. It was just terrible. So I didn't run the two weeks leading into Richmond and going wow. like, I think the Tuesday or Wednesday before I went out for a run, I ran like one mile and I got a cramp. So I'm like, well, I'm calling it. And I just stopped and walked home. So, like, I didn't even know if I was going to show up race day. Um, But, you know, I woke up and I'm like, hmm, I feel okay. And so, like, my husband's driving me to the start. He's like, you know, just drop out. If it's not feeling good, just, like, just stop. You know, it's not worth it. You've been sick. Like, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm feeling okay, but you're right. Like, if it's not feeling good, I'll just just stop. Like, until it's not fun anymore, like, (laughs) I'll just stop. So he gave me, like, he gave me two tips on the car ride. Or, or my goal was to break three hours in that mm-hmm. race. So he's like, okay, so are, you're, don't go out too fast. You know, your pace is 650 pace. So just go out in, like, 650. And he's like, also just draft people. There will be lots of people around you. So just draft. So, like, I went out and I, like, was running with some guy, a very nice, very nice man, who said he was trying to break three also. So I'm like, great, let's just run together at the beginning. And, like, our pace was, like, you know, 630, 640-something. He's like, we need to slow down. We right, because that's down. well under three, and, right? Right. And that, and I was like, you know, like, I feel really good. Like, this feels really relaxed for me. And 
Um, he's like, no, 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 that's how you, that, that's, you know, that's like that. <laughs> trust me, that's I know. That's the way right. to happen. Yeah, trust me, just let's slow down, let's slow down. So, like, I slowed down with him for a couple miles, and I was like, dude, listen, I'm sorry. Like, I'm giving the passing me in a few miles, but, like, I got to go. This feels right. really easy. When, so I left him, and I knew my husband was going to be around mile eight, and we're coming around the turn to mile eight, and I realized, so he told me one thing, not go out too fast, which I did, and then draft people. And I realized there was like no one for 50 meters ahead of me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. shoot, we're going to go around the turn. My husband gave me two pieces of advice. Right. I already spoke one. So I, so I stopped and I like slowed down. And I was just jogging along the side and I waited for like the next group to come up to me. Catch you. And I jumped back at, I just, ju- yeah. So then I jumped in behind them. I'm like, hey guys, we're going to see my husband around this turn. Like, let's keep like mum's the word. Like, pretend like I was here drafting you guys this whole time. This is time. hilarious. And the guys were like, this lady is crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> so we, we turn the corner and my husband sees us. And the first thing I hear, he's probably like 100, 200 meters away. He yells, great drafting, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and he's never so known that you didn't do that until this podcast. Uh, your husband's exactly. name, Anthony, well, is, yeah. that, is that his name? It's it's Anthony, that's the truth here pal uh yeah, she, she, she never followed any of your advice um yeah. is he is, is he I a know. veteran what? is he a veteran marathoner him, himself yes he's run i think he's run i think nine or ten marathons oh, okay. All right. yeah, you should so listen he, to like, him. and he's I run should, boston so listen to him for this week. i i i totally disagree yeah. with chris here on this point <laughs> so far in your story you've had uh two men give you terrible advice <laughs> Your, your husband telling you to, to, to draft with these guys, which you didn't need to do. And and this random guy who, by the way, doesn't run anymore because you broke his spirit, uh, was telling you to slow down. Uh, I say, do your thing yeah, and, and forget what everybody says. Well, here's the funniest thing, too. So we passed we pass my husband, and I keep going, and my husband gets, like, automatic Texas or whatever and sees my foot. So he sees what I've been running for 10K or 10 miles, and I'm, you know, at this point, my pace is maybe, like, 6.30. So he leans over to my mother-in-law, and he said, this isn't good. Like, right. I, I, you know what? This is way too fast. She's going to drop out. And my mother-in-law had my back, and she's like, no way. Like, I know Kieran. She looks great. She's a tough girl. Like, I, there's no way. How much do you want to bet? My husband was like, "I'll bet you a hundred bucks." She dropped it. What? Out. She? He, what? Wow. He bet against you? <laughs> and so my mother, my mother-in-law took the bet, and um, and I found out about this later, and uh, it was like, "Honey, how could you bet against me like that?" He's like, "Kira, listen, this was win-win, right? Because if you dropped out, we get a hundred dollars to you know help control the loss yeah. here. But if you don't drop out and you finish at this pace, we're all going to be pumped, and you're not even care about this bet." I love that. I mean, I, I <laughs> that's love a good the, spin. I love that. I love the gambling talk and the hedging there. It's fantastic. <laughs> My Smart guy. He's yeah, a smart that's, guy. That's genius. That's uh, that's good spin. But I think that that uh, between the two things of you not listening to his vi- advice and, and him betting against you, I think you've got the edge here too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> Listen, we're 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 we're, we're, good people. we're we're definitely we make a good team. Yeah. We make a good team. So I'm sure. So he was... yeah, the race is kept going great, and I went out. Maybe I forget what my splits were, but I think I had over a five minute negative split in that race. So I even went out too slow. So I mean, my my, my back. My back half, I think, was like 120, which at the time was my PR for half marathon. So I finished the race, like, completely surprised. I ran 247 flat, 
And, like, I crossed the line. I just start crying. And they immediately rushed me to medical. And, like, I couldn't talk because I was so happy. Like, I couldn't believe I broke three hours. Like, are you kidding me? I wasn't even – I didn't even know about my show today. So they rushed me into the medical tent. And they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And, like, I couldn't – I was crying so hard I couldn't tell them. And finally I just said, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm just happy. And then they all were like, oh, oh, folks, she's just happy. No just, yeah, get, get out of here. <laughs> Let's go find <laughs> some people who really need our help. But at that, at that yeah, point, when you finish, fine. there's not that many finishers anyway. That's so they, true. They're bored. So they, They've been waiting yeah, they were, for two yeah. hours and 47 <laughs> minutes for some excitement. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so then yeah. in March, you um, – you 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 ran one sixteen thirty one at uh, at the, at the Rock and Roll DC half, winning the race. Um, how many guys did you piss off in that race? <laughs> oh, a lot. I oh, see. I pissed, off. I pissed off a lot. I'm sure. Um, no, but that must have been a great race. A great race for you. Was your husband betting against you there? <laughs> no. No, no, he didn't. He uh, he he was he was all on board this time. Yeah. He thought he was. And he was great. He was like he came with my support crew was all over the course cheering for me. Um, him and my actually my brother just got engaged, so my brother's fiance came out too. My brother slept in, mm-hmm. but my brother's fiance was there what? cheering. So that was fun. Well, it's going to be another level on on Monday. I hope all that support crew will be there uh, for you. Uh, again, you'll be running in the women's only start at nine thirty. Uh, it'll be televised, so. I, I hope that your your mom's group in Richmond doesn't tune in thinking that you're going to be in that top group that's televised. But um, what, well, what do you? They're ho- asking me. They're like, so what's your costume going to be? Are you going to wear a tutu? I'm like, yeah, I'm dressing up like an elite runner. That's going to be my right. costume. I'm pretend like I'm belong to be there, not just like and, a fish in the water. Yeah, that's my costume. I, I have been trying to convince somebody to run a marathon in a Chewbacca costume. <laughs> So if if you're open to it, we can talk about that. I'm definitely open to it, but not for Bob. Not much. I will. I would, I would consider it. I would definitely consider it. I'm just a little bit crazy that that just may right. work. But so on Monday, you obviously won't be. Well, we won't expect you to be in that top group. But what kind of what's your plan for what 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 do you expect? Uh, what's the race plan for Monday? You know, I'm I'm hoping that there are going to be a pack of women going for for that standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so ideally, there would be a couple people for me to for me to run with and just kind of tuck in with them. Um, after it's funny because after the rock and roll half, the girl that was third and I cooled down together, and she's like, "So, what's your next race?" And I told her I was doing Boston. And she's like, "What's your goal?" And I said, two forty-five. Just try to break that. And she started kind of laughing at me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Why say your goal out loud? Right. Like, shouldn't be broadcasting this. Like, she probably thinks there's no way I'm going to do this. And she goes, oh my God, I've run under 245 already. You'll <laughs> be able to run a lot faster. Come try to break 240 with me. Wow. And I'm like, listen, one step at a time. Right, step right, right. seriously. Uh, you know, I'm just going to try to get the standard. But um, I, this past weekend, I was at the Credit Eating Cherry Blossom 10-mile run, and Dina Castor was there, and mm-hmm. she's doing the marathon as well. So I was trying to, like, pick her brain and see, like, what she would be running because, like, how cool would that be yeah. to run oh, with, totally. like, like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, I should probably be taking a page in her book because she, like, very, um, like, politely kind of avoided what, you know, what her race strategy was, <laughs> which maybe I should be doing more than that and not broadcasting it. But um, but that would be so cool if if she was. I mean, she's in 
fantastic shape. So there is a way that I could run with her for a little bit. Like that would just be like my dream come true. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Just under 245. That That is, that's a heck of a goal. I mean, Dina Castor's a mom. I'm sure she can run under 245. You're a mom. Well, like, how are these moms running so fast these days? What are you guys doing? Like other than, I guess, training hard. What's, what's that? You know, moms, moms are like the toughest, toughest people like in the world. Yeah. Like someone the other day was like, oh man, doesn't it hurt to run like 10 miles? And I was like, you know what hurts more? Like waking <laughs> up at 1 a.m. and like changing poopy diapers. Like yeah. to me, that is more painful than going out for a 10 mile run. Like you don't know suffering until you experience some of the things that like women go through. Like yeah. I, um, yeah, this is, yeah, moms are, like, really coming out of the woodwork and, like, really representing, especially in, like, endurance running right now. It is so cool to see so many, like, awesome it moms, is. like, it competing awesome. and just doing great. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you'll be in Boston. Um, a couple of your friends, your Oakton uh, friends will be in Boston as well. Uh, a couple of your New Balance Oakton friends, uh, Claire Wood and Samia Akbar. You mentioned Samia earlier. Uh, they'll be cheering you on. Um, I'm hoping to be with those guys. Uh, but you won't be wearing New Balance, will you? Well, I, I've been running lately in Nike shoes. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, they just work for me. Yep. Um, but my like my favorite like, go-to like, racing shorts right now are New Balance. There you so go. I will okay. be, uh, yeah, I will I know, have I'm, some I'm New put, Balance. I'm putting you on the spot there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I've seen hey, you running in, 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 in Nike uh, shoes and those guys uh, – those guys are, are doing a great job. Uh, you got to be proud of the, the uh, Oakton Cougars who are doing a great job at New Balance. I think Cougars is, is Cougars like a, like, is that, is that a, a flattering word for a mom or no? Is that, is that, hey, is that a dumb, is that a dumb question? Like, I see a Cougar, a Cougar someone who's going out there putting, putting themselves out there and yeah. just like doing it. Like, I feel like you gotta, I don't know. I'm totally fine. So like, I can say, go be a Cougar yeah. out there on Monday. Is that, is that all right? Okay. Yeah. Heck yes. Heck yes. to be a Cougar out there. Yeah, awesome. All right. A couple more um, things for you before we get you out of here, Kira. Um, so we've had a, um, we, we've had a, a, a debate on this podcast. What is the song that's most associated that people most associate with Boston? Uh, do don't you, give her any, any no, examples. Okay, no like no examples. Okay. okay. All right. Do you have, I feel like I could get laughed at from my answers because Please. I don't, I don't feel super strongly. I could probably be persuaded. The first time it comes to mind though is sweet Caroline. All right. Okay. That's on the list. That's a good that one. On okay. The list. That's, a, that's a good answer. That that's is not a, Chris Farley's answer, which well, is why I, it's a good answer. <laughs> but then, you know, I would go as far as to say, you know, anything by the band Boston. I feel like that's just, you can relate that. But then also, you know, the, I like that answer anything too. patriotic, anything patriotic, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, even my Star Spangled Banner, heck, yep. I would. Uh, <laughs> like I Lee know. Greenwood like, or the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I like what her. Is, what did you guys? I like her what answers. Actually, mean? I like more than a feeling. Boston was one of mine, and I get laughed at for that. So I like that you said by the band Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with your answer. <laughs> I said Sweet Caroline, <laughs> but mostly I, I like the. I I think of the Augusta uh, Augusta going. Uh, what's the song? Uh, Augusta going back to Boston. Um, oh my gosh, I love that song. See, there and you I go. That one is, I love oh, that God. song. That probably would have been like my next one yeah, on see, the list. I, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, yeah. Far- yeah. Farley only like gave you uh, certain songs there. I think that the Dropkick Murphys was actually the winner. 
Yes, Dropkick Murphys. And the song, I always forget the name of that song. Um, Chipping Off to Boston, I believe is the name. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think um, I think that you're right. Sweet Caroline, something by Boston, or uh, Augusta. Uh, I don't know why you ask everybody this question. I just, I don't, you know, anytime <laughs> we talk Boston, I need to know their opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, so your husband has run the the Boston Marathon. So you've been to the Boston Marathon. It's a real inspiring weekend. Um, how long are you going to be there? Uh, what's, what's, what's your agenda? Just kind of get there and run the race and then get out of there? What, what, what are you going to do this weekend? No, I'm actually like, I'm making it into like a little trip. Like nice. I'm going to try to relax. I'm taking this, you know, as much as like running has been so fun for me, I'm, I mean, I'm taking this very seriously. I want to have like a really, really fun weekend, but I'm definitely, uh, so my dad is flying in from Bellingham, Washington, actually tonight. And, um, well, I should say on Wednesday and then yep. I'm headed up Friday um, and, and so I'll spend a couple of days relaxing there. We have some family, the D'Amato, we have a lot of D'Amato presence in, uh, in the, the New England area. So I'll be able to stay with some of, um, some of our family up there. And then I have two of my best girlfriends from high school are coming up. They actually got their like plane tickets and hotel before I even did. They're like, Hey, we're all booked. Nice. I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't even... So they're going to be there. My little sister, um, Dana, is coming up. And then obviously, well, my husband, he actually, so he's going to be there, but then he has to leave directly after the race Monday to go away for like a military training. Oh, so wow. he was very So good that he can make he it, yeah. He, I wow. know. We didn't think he would for a while, and he really wow. pulled some strings. And luckily, he was, he was able to do that. I'm so thankful he'll be there. Um, so, yeah, we have like a whole a whole uh, D'Amato, Carl Shrimp contingency going to up there and handful of people so it's just, it's totally flattering and like humbling and it's just like i just can't believe that i don't know just all the support has just been overwhelming which is which has been really great well, we're, we're super excited for you docs is going to hurry to get this podcast out by eight o'clock monday morning so all our listeners will have uh a new person that they'll be rooting for as they watch the boston marathon starting at 9 30 on monday morning uh, you're going to do awesome. I love your attitude. Uh, it's going to go great. Uh, and, and best of luck. I hope that you, you meet all your goals. You sound like you're super fit. And, um, I, I guess before we get her out of here, we got to ask her, 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 her jokes. Um, mm-hmm. you've had time to think about it. Can you give us your best, best joke? Yes. So I'll save like my favorite one for the last one because mm-hmm. no one else but me really likes my favorite joke. But here, so this is a knock knock joke I heard a couple days ago, which I had, like, I giggled to myself. Like, I'm driving and I tell it to myself in the car and it, like, makes me giggle. But, okay, you ready for this? Knock knock. Who, who's there? Control freak. Control freak. Okay, now you say control freak, too. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like it. I need another one. My, my brother really told me this one. This is another knock knock joke. Knock knock. <laughs> who's there? To. To who? <clears throat> it's to whom. <laughs> that's pretty good that's too. A, that's a I'm not one. just that's giving you one. a. Uh, I'm not just giving you a courtesy laugh. I actually thought those were pretty funny. All three jokes are funny. Okay. Are you, here, so okay. So here is my favorite joke of all time mm-hmm. that I like discovered in high school, and I've been telling since high school. I don't think anyone really likes it as much as I like it, but mm-hmm. this is like my favorite joke of all time. What's green and has wheels? Um, What's green and has wheels? wheels? Uh, those buses that are here in Arlington. Those um, 
And that's no, a good punchline too, Farley. No, it's not. Real. Uh, I I don't know. Joanna, got anything? Green has wheels. Just let her get to the punchline. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> we can debate it. You're probably right. not. No, no, it, right? go ahead. Yeah. So the answer is grass. I lied about the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. all good. And you know what I like? Like, why do you tell a joke and lie about something? That's so funny to me. I like the PG jokes. I like these. I like these jokes. That, yeah, my son is almost two. I, I like the jokes. I'll be able to tell him in another year or so. Um, so these well, are. Let fantastic. me know. I have like a whole. Like I can never remember like people's names or like important stuff. But I <laughs> have like this weird memory for jokes. So I have them all like stored away somewhere in like the brain database. So yeah, I can look right, one out. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you. Um, I'm, I'll see you at the finish line on Monday. I'm gonna ask you uh, for 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 all those things, all those jokes. Jokes. Give yes, me some more yeah. jokes. Yes, please. By the way, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. All right. Kira, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck on Monday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate um, talking to you guys. Yeah, this awesome. Was fun, it was fun. Uh, fun time. It was a fun, fun interview. There she goes. That's Kira Diamato. She's going to run the Boston Marathon on Monday. She'll be in the Women's Elite Group at 930. Uh, best of luck to her as she's going out there and going to run awesome. All right. This is Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Kira Diamato for joining us on Pace the Nation today. Uh, really fun interview. She uh, is going to run awesome on on Monday, and the reason I know that is she's just not taking it that seriously. And when you don't, I mean, she's taking it seriously, but when you mm-hmm. don't take yourself too seriously, she's not, or put, she's pr- not putting pressure pressure on yourself. Yeah. That's when you run well. I know that she's going to do well because uh, she wants a root beer float. <laughs> right, she true. has cracked the code. I eat tons of ice cream. I didn't know that I need to make that a reward for running. So yeah. let's check in with me in three months. Well, 10 miles equals one root beer float. Okay. Exactly. So she'll get two and a half. We know the math now. Right. Mm-hmm. We got it from a math major. So yeah. She'll get two and a half root beer floats on the, on the the at the finish line. Um, yeah. So she... Uh, you know, we could have talked uh, much longer. We had a lot more jokes that we could have gotten to. Um, I not actually not really. I only I I, I cannot recall jokes. Yeah, like, I, that I, is I can't, that's my I weakness. Either. And people are like, oh, tell a joke. I'm like, I can't think of any <laughs> jokes. Well, we we could have gotten into some AU talk, um, Joanna. I'm sorry that I didn't let you get in a word edgewise, but it's fine. I know that um, she's used to it after yeah, 150 episodes. I know. You had a you had a nickname for her, though. Well, I I didn't. Okay. Um, I mean, I will say that in college, I was like a little bit of a Kira fangirl. I think who wasn't? Yeah, I mean, you didn't go to you, but she. I mean, Kira dominated all of the news in AU. She was constantly a scholar athlete, multiple time All American. Like mm-hmm. she was smart, fast, like everything. And there's a big poster of her at the track as well. Um, but her nickname was the Storm, and she kind of had like a. a Usain Bolt kind of right. like move to it, but obviously she's for Kira Carl Storm. Well, it's Carl Strum, but it but, looks yeah, like Storm. Storm. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. um, I think she came up with the nickname herself, but it, yeah, like self proclaimed nickname. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but now I wonder. Wish I knew that earlier, Farley. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but now I wonder if she's the apostrophe. <laughs> that is because Damato. Yeah, you know, of course. It's funny you keep you kept saying. How do you say it? Damato. Now, now, because yeah. <laughs> she kept saying Damato, and, and I. You, 
you butchered saying, it. Now yeah. I can't remember. You were what added, I said. You yeah. added a bunch of letters in between. Hey, she said tomato, tomato, <laughs> tomato, I think she's just being nice. tomato. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, the apostrophe know, is good. Yeah, the nickname. apostrophe. And yeah. did you know? In like, here's some like Northern Virginia running gossip or yep. whatever for you right. guys. Yeah. Um, Love that. Yeah. Her husband Anthony, mm-hmm. um, Alan Webb introduced former them. guest Alan yeah. Webb. Yeah. And then okay, introduced. Anthony Kira. to her. Okay, yeah. to Kira to Anthony. Okay. Yeah, and then Kira also introduced Alan to his wife, Julia. Wow. Hmm. That is, that's that's crazy. Small world. That is very small world. Like, was it to return a favor or something? <laughs> I mean, kind of like, we could have asked Kira, though, yeah. so I don't, right. I don't know. If, if you could have gotten a word in edgewise. Uh. Yeah. All right, well, we'll look forward to her result on Monday. Uh, she's going to do very, very awesome. So good luck to Kira Diamato. As she runs the Boston Marathon on Monday. There are the extra letters. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Demato. There we go. As she runs the Boston Marathon on Monday. So Joanne and I will be at the Boston Marathon on Monday cheering on Kira, as we've mentioned. Uh, we also will be cheering on uh, tens of thousands of other runners, including this guy who's doing a bit. I mentioned it earlier that he was doing a bit for uh, the marathon. Um, What's the bit? The bit is... A young man named Lauren Zydemirski is going for the Guinness Book of World Records Marathon of Running Backwards. Backwards? That sounds terrible. He's going to be running the entire Boston Marathon backwards. He's a 33-year-old Disney movie production lawyer in Los Angeles, uh, and he's going to be running for epilepsy. Uh, He had a stepbrother who who died of epilepsy, and so he's going to be running for the Epilepsy Foundation. So raising money for a good cause. We'll tweet out the link to the Runner's World article where uh, it talks about this attempt and has a video of him running backwards. Uh, The video of him running backwards is about for, I don't know, maybe 10 yards or something like that. So uh, marathon's quite longer. <laughs> hopefully, he can do a lot. The more fact that me. he's running for a charity and running yeah. for a good cause yeah. makes makes me pause at at, at, at uh, giving this all a hard of the comments <laughs> that I want to give. Right, yeah. right. Um, but and and I guess it also means that it's not about him. No, and it's it's not really a bit. It might be a stunt, but it's not really a bit. Okay, yeah. so a stunt's a better word. A stunt's a better word. Yeah, a yeah. bit maybe has a negative connotation to it. Uh, Your bits are always. I just negative. think it's going to be so painful for him. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to walk. Ha- yeah, so what's afterwards. what's what record is he going for? Longest yeah, I'm not, distance it, running. It, it, or, now it or doesn't is he say. To go for a time? Now, a good question. It doesn't say what the Guinness Book of World Record is. I guess the Guinness Book of World Record is probably just finishing the race running backwards. I would think yeah, it's distance. So and wait, so is. Is the uh, BAA okay with this? Like the guy got a Boston qualifying time, and then he's gonna <laughs> then he's gonna like. There's no way he's coming close to his qualifying. No, he's time. not going to qualify. He didn't. Um, I, I think he's he's running for this charity. Oh, and because he's also, it's a charity. As a charity, uh, but but uh, he did qualify for uh, a Boston Marathon running three hours and fourteen seconds. So, but I don't think he's three using hours that. and fourteen seconds or three hours and fourteen minutes. Three hours and fourteen seconds. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't think he's running with that qualifying time. I think he's running uh-huh. for the charity. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, he's run three hours and fourteen. Seconds. Yeah. Uh, he did do a dry run at the Los Angeles Marathon. When, Backwards. When, when is that? Uh, uh, in February. February. Yeah, because uh, uh, you were out there for the Olympic trials that one year. So no, he ran six miles forward, and then ran the last twenty point two miles backwards, and he ran in four fifty five. So does he have the current record? No, because he he didn't run the marathon. Oh, I think okay. the record is just a marathon. Okay. Uh, I think that's what Guinness is going to authorize as the world record. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, again, but then what is the world record? Like somebody stopped short of the marathon? I don't think anybody's done it. Well, well so he then, just did 20 miles backwards. A marathon. He's looking to do the marathon. Uh, see, the thing is about Guinness, I know, and I don't, don't want to go down the rabbit hole of what Guinness authorizes and what they don't, but uh-huh. we'll, we're sort of uh, towing that line. You're saying Guinness, they don't authorize no, odd distances? No, they don't authorize odd distances is okay. basically the point. They, okay. uh, they're not going to say any sort of record, because I could say... Because they wouldn't say like 26.4. Like yeah, somebody, right. Okay, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, so they, they're going to have a... Official record of a marathon run backwards, and he's going for it. I think if he just finishes, he's got it. Do you have to like contact them and say, "Hey, I'm going yes. for a record"? And I think so. so yeah. That's yeah. how it works. A representative has to come out. What a what a dumb organization! <laughs> like, don't they have something better to do? There's so many problems in this world, and they're like sending representatives out to watch some guy run a marathon backwards. I, well, maybe they don't send a representative. I don't know if maybe send, you have to like film yeah. it. I think I think it's got to have some sort of official like. Look, time I, or yeah but i'm not sure it's, when i was in fifth grade and everybody got those those uh, scholastic book things mm-hmm. all the kids they all wanted to get a, a guinness world record book i think yeah i, I think it was a and big then you'd like f- go through the right book. there's I, no way back in back when i was when i when i back when, back when i was in fifth grade 10 years ago does that matter right, 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 right uh five years ago eight years ago whatever there's no way that that everybody was filming. No, every everything. Nor so. was there a representative there. Yeah. I, I, I. Well, but now that we have the technology, right? I don't think you need. There's going to be pictures of him along the course. I don't. I mean, I think. Do you think that they go to our our former guest, the marathon sleuth, <laughs> to to also verify this feat? He'll go through and look at everybody's. And how how are you going to get his marathon photos? Is he is he going to wear his bib on the back? I guess that's a fair point. I don't know where he'll yeah. wear his bib. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he has, he'll have to display it on his back because that yeah. would be what's front. I hope he thinks about that. Yes, and of course you're talking about Derek Murphy, the former guest who is the marathon sleuth. As you, uh, Well, I called him the marathon sleuth. Doesn't, yeah. isn't he, what does he call himself? The marathon investigator, I yeah, think. Yeah, marathon investigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be on this case uh, because I don't think it's I, – I just don't think the guy is going to cheat. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, he could run forwards for you know a bit of time, but um, these are all good do questions. you know what I would do? Hmm. I would run the whole race forwards, and I would video it, and then I would just play – I would play it backwards in reverse – for, <laughs> genius. For, genius, for, for for Guinness. Right. That's a, that's a great idea. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Docs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know hit, how. You just press play and rewind at the same time. And then the tape goes backwards. They would never like, figure that and they out. They were like, look at him. He's, he's running backwards. Story checks out. <laughs> they would never figure that out. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So I'll be in Boston watching the marathon. Um, thanks to the good people at New Balance. Trip Sutherland hooked me up with uh, some New Balance gear to, to, to watch the marathon in style. So thank you, Trip. Uh, Joanna, you'll be running slash walking the 5K? I'll be for walking. Your, okay, so yeah, I can't run. the confidence, streak will continue. Confidence level? That I can finish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Wow. Wow, okay. Have you had any dry runs recently? Um, I feel like I walked probably three miles spectating Cherry Blossom. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, right. you, so you are going into this uh, like many runners. Oh, this is just like your, your marathon, your first marathon in college. Woefully unprepared. 
Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, but I can't really, I couldn't do anything about it. So it is what it is. And it's mm-hmm. a 5K. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just have to walk three miles and then right. I can go ice my foot and sit on a train because I'm going up to Maine. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be back for Monday's marathon. Yeah. Um, now there's going to be a... Can you ice your foot on the train? Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely put your foot up and ice in the train. Um, the trains are great. Love uh, trains. There, there will be a, a, an elite women's field that I'm really excited about. Shalane Flanagan running again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, obviously won the New York City Marathon in November. Uh, Desi, uh, what's her last name? Linden. Desi Linden will be running. Uh, so that, that those are the two Americans that I'm really excited. Besides Kira, of course. Uh, on the uh, women's side that I'm really excited about watching. There's also Jordan Hesse and Jordan Molly Hussay. Huddle. It's a little Oh, Molly field. Huddle. Former oh, guest Molly yeah, Huddle. Of course, Molly Huddle. Forgot to mention her. Yeah. So. How many of these people have been on the program? That's who I'm rooting for. Right. <laughs> so you'll be rooting for Molly. On the men's mm-hmm. side, what else, uh, what can we look forward to, Joanna? Um, well, Galen's running. Galen, okay. Yeah. yeah, but what can we look forward to? <laughs> so... Uh, Galen. Um, so we've got... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ritz just dropped out. Oh, he did. Okay. He did. Mm-hmm. So, but a number of Americans have a chance to win the thing. So that's, that's going to be really exciting. And the real question on everybody's mind, will Galen Rupp have an Iceman for this? That is always a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, Joanna, will you have an Iceman for your 5K? I, I think I'll survive with that one. Yeah, I think uh, Galen will probably have his, his Iceman. If he's going to win the race, he's going to have his Iceman. If people don't know what I'm talking about, he had he kept changing his hat. In Was it in at the Olympic trials? Mm-hmm. Where, and, and the hat was filled with ice. So he had somebody on the course putting ice in a running hat in a ball cap, and they would give it to him, and he'd put it on his head, and, and, and uh, the ice would melt. Yep. Um, so that's what I that's, mean by his Iceman. That's man. the Iceman. Mm-hmm. Not talking about Val Kilmer from Top Gun. <laughs> um, I might need an Iceman on uh, Sunday night. I'm going to attempt to do something that I'm I, – I, I think I can do that, it. That but you I'm, haven't done in a long time? Yeah. Drink but I'm, three beers? I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of worried that I'm not sure. Uh, so I'm, I, like I said, I'm going with the group from New Balance. And mm-hmm. they close off the road starting Sunday, probably about 8 o'clock. So we are 8 going – 8 p.m. So we, mm-hmm. we're at a hotel – uh, at the finish line. Mm-hmm. So around 10 o'clock, we are going to all the, the guys I'm with from New Balance, a few other stores across the, from across the country, probably five, six other guys. We're going to get on our bikes and bike from the finish to, to the, the start, start. Uh-huh. and then bike back from the start. So is to this going to be a race? You know, I, I could see these guys getting into it. Is and still what? Kelly going to be yeah, there? Yeah, because you're yes. going to lose uh, to Keith. Keith is yeah. going to kill you. And yeah. Pi, is Chris Hartner going to yeah, be there? So, yeah, uh. so there'll, there'll be a few like guys who, who are strong bikers. I haven't been on a bike since... Um, Do you have a bike? Are you bringing a bike? No. I, so I you're use, borrowing a bike? I use are the, you going to do the bike share? I <laughs> use the bike share regularly. No, I actually... Um, uh, I can I, see these guys with all their tricked out yeah. Uh, oh yeah expensive like elite racing bike so yeah. i'm gonna Farley have to do 52 miles into the bike share <laughs> 52 miles on <laughs> i think i could do it i think i'll be fine um but yeah so they the the guys at new balance asked me they're gonna get me a bike they asked me if i needed clips and i said yeah i got shoes 
for the clips. So do you have shoes? For I the don't, clips? but I'll have to track down some shoes. I'll oh track down some shoes between now and then. God. I'll make that happen. It's amazing how how much you lie just to make people be impressed. Well, I didn't want to look like an idiot. I know. So, but, uh, but guess what? Guess, guess what happens when when Judgment Day comes? You're yeah. gonna have no idea how to clip in. I think I can. And the, I, I guarantee you, you're gonna fall off the bike, and because you're clipped in, you're just gonna fall, and it's gonna be timber. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to know how to unclip in well, order we'll to see. catch yourself. I'm excited to, to give it a go. I think um, I think I'll be fine. I can't wait to hear the story. I, there, I think I'll be fine. Farley, what are the Vegas odds that you fall over? Uh, it's probably high. Yeah. I, I have I have clipped in in a bike uh, Please, before. Can we get Guinness to to videotape this? <laughs> They'll be there. I will so. watch that in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Popping back up. Uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be a fun weekend. So. We'll have uh, plenty of updates from our weekend in Boston uh, on next week's show. So, Docs. Um, yes, sir. Strava. Uh, y- you teased us with some sort of Strava Well, update. it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I got, a, I got a Strava update on my computer, and I just wanted to brag about it. <laughs> okay. No. I, well, first of all, I, like I did text you guys last week, so the only thing I was going to say was like, Strava harasses me with emails way too much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm constantly getting emails telling me that, uh, oh, your friend Chris ran six miles. Well, I, can you like? It's assuming we're friends, first right. of all, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's always telling me what other people are doing. Like I'm getting actual emails, you know. Uh, They're trying I, to guilt you into getting out there yourself. I think they could back it off a little bit with <laughs> okay. With, okay. with the emails that they send me. All okay. I want to know is when it's time to get new shoes, Okay, which is the best Strava that is, feature. That is a good feature. Yep. Um, I, I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Put put in about you know 150 miles for everybody listening so you can go to Pacers every 150 miles. That's just um, my advice. You know what's interesting about that is that I um, when I was running a lot, I never got any emails about what other people were doing, but since I stopped running, now I get emails about it, what people are doing. So perhaps Strava doesn't think it, that you're maybe active it enough. Is, yeah. I, well, so what mm. happens? Like my they're whole, trying to trigger that competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I like that. Then 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 maybe this is something I need to do. But what I do is I I run on my Garmin, and then when I get home, if I think about it, I sync my Garmin to my phone, and then my phone uploads to, to Strava. Strava, yep. But if I forget to do that sync, sometimes it's two or three days before my runs actually get posted uh, to Strava. That's why yours get loaded all in, in yeah. bunches. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's when I, it's mm-hmm. when I think to, to, uh, to, make, that, it. to make that sync. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, there could be, that, that could be the, getting to the bottom of that. But I will say, so... That was all I wanted to talk about. But then on Sunday, I went for this run at Lake Akatink, mm-hmm. uh, defending the home turf. <laughs> and while I was out there on the course, uh, I, 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 just, I just wanted to go out and, and, and run, and I wasn't really uh, paying attention to pace or anything like that. But the watch will vibrate when you hit a mile. And it hit the third mile and I was like, I can't, that's not the third mile. And I, I looked at my watch and I said, sure enough. Okay. That's the third mile, whatever. I didn't, I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. So I went running around and, uh, finished, finished the, the run. And it said that I did seven miles. And cause then when I stopped the watch, it tells you everything. And it said I did seven miles running at a pace. That's about a minute faster than I've normally been running. Mm-hmm. William Dax 2020 on uh, Strava. So make sure you follow him. You can see what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and so, so that moment I looked at my watch actually made me feel really good. I was like, dang, I was, I was doing a bit better than I thought I was. 
Like, all right, maybe maybe I'm not washed. You up. felt young again. Nice. I That's did. Good. I, I felt That's like good. I felt like I was like you know turning a corner here. So then I go home and I upload the run and and uh, I go to look at it because I was like, part of me didn't really believe it, you mm-hmm. know. So I wanted to look at the run and, and so once I saw it on Strava, I saw why my pace was so fast. The map is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what was going on with the Garmin. I think there's a mile in there that it said that I uh, did in one one minute thirty two seconds. Yep. Uh, it it you can see the lake which I ran around. The whole map is offset. Uh, there's just random points, you know. So there's like these straight lines that I did in zero seconds that are probably like a half mile, and it has me running. Uh, like through people's houses and across major highways. You ran a 5K in 15.23. Yeah, that's the other so thing. That's, that was pretty good. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. 15.23, 5K on a training run. Not bad, Docs. It, it's, that's the other thing is now all of my biggest Records, achievements right. are stupid. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know how I what I do about this uh, to to reset that. But I will say that this this despite this discovery, it was very disappointing. It's still very motivating. Yeah, I, I'm still like, you know what? I didn't do that, but I should be able to do that. Not the 132 and or the, the one 15. or the 1523 5k. <laughs> but I mean the pace, training run. the pace yeah. for the whole run, yeah. and, and 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 the distance that it said I ran and all that kind of stuff. So actually, even though it was 100% false, it actually still has motivated me. So I did a I did a, a tempo run on, or maybe not a tempo run. I did like a fart. Oh, I'd say that's a race. 1523 5k. So a bug no, 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 in the, uh, no, on, on Tuesday I did a fart. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, so th- this bug in the, the Strava system has motivated, has catapulted your running it to did. new heights. It, it kicked me. Love it kicked it. me in the behind. Okay. Cause I was like, I was like, well, I'm not running that fast, but I should be. This Strava maybe is smarter than we, we think. Hmm. I know. AI, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Is this the? Is this where uh, the world is going with this? In in three years, Strava will have taken over the world, right? Probably, and and dominated us, uh, and and we will all be working for Strava. You're probably right. But for now, it is making me faster. It, it will make me faster. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. You can still sign up for the New Jersey Marathon, Half Marathon, Marathon Relay, a lot of a lot of events. 5K, you can do all, any or all of them. Uh, you can still sign up uh, for all those events. And the New Jersey Marathon is coming, and I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, what I believe is the best story in running right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a Where Are They Now segment, and mm-hmm. the best story in running right now is Jamie Watts. Our guest, who has cerebral palsy, is running the New Jersey Marathon, and she just finished her longest run yet. She ran a 20-miler this past weekend. Nice. Uh, She did it at the Pentagon Athletic Center. She got to the Pentagon Athletic Center at 7.57 a.m. and left there at 6.20. She completed 20 miles around their indoor track in that time span of over... 10 hours. So, um, awesome, uh, to see her finish that 20 miler. And now that she finished the 20 miler, I'm confident she can finish the race. Uh, just the, the stick-to-itiveness, the perseverance she shows, it's just unbelievable. Um, and her finishing that race 
Uh, at the end of this month, I'm telling you, that is the best story in running right now. You can't name me a better story in running. Well, don't try to challenge us with your <laughs> finger in our faces like that. I know. I, I did put my finger in their faces. But Jamie Watts, where are they now? She is running 20 milers as she prepares for the New Jersey Marathon. It's going to happen. Cool. That is, that awesome. Is very, very cool. Go get them, Jamie. All right. Great show, guys. 150 in the books. Uh, thanks again to Kira... D'Amato for joining us today on the program as she prepares for the Boston Marathon on Monday. Uh, I want to apologize to the listeners. Our neighbor had their bell back again. They did. Uh, so that was what was interrupting the show throughout. So. Probably because I didn't want to give them credit for naming the business. Yeah. They were like, reactivate it. Well... <laughs> That the, one's on me, folks. The business is almost done for the year, so uh, we won't have to deal with that for very much longer. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks again to Kira. Thanks to you, the listener. We'll be out at the Crystal City uh, 5K Friday, April 20th, so join us there for a happy hour. All right, for Joanna E. Russo and William E. Docks, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. I noticed our neighbors activated their door buzzer. Well, normally we record on Thursdays. Oh, so uh, that's true. So it's a different day. So he probably just deactivated it.